Hey, everybody. Welcome to Everyday Infertility. This is your host, Savannah Keys. It's been a long time. I took a little hiatus, a little summer break, and it was much needed. I missed you guys. Um, you know, I was not great and did not check my email or my inbox for a couple weeks. And I came back to a lot of messages and I hope I have gotten back to everyone. Um, and you know, I'm just, I'm glad to be sitting here and recording again. Um, today's episode is one that I am so excited to be recording. Um, I'm so excited to share this news with you guys. I am also shaking because I'm nervous to share this news with you guys. You know, on one side of the coin, I have waited three and a half years to be able to say these words. Um, My journey (laughs) is tattooed on my heart and it has not been easy to get to this place. On the other side of the coin, I have built this amazing community of women and men all around the world um, that have walked in the same shoes as me and have struggled to get pregnant and have wanted something so bad. Ooh, the tears are already coming. Um, that it that it hurts. Um, so as excited as I am to say this, truly so excited. Um, I know this news is going to hurt someone and I've been there. It is okay to feel what you are feeling. I have seen pregnancy announcements from people close to me that have just rocked my world. I have seen pregnancy announcements on social media of people that I don't even know that have also rocked me. Um, And so if you need to take a break from following me on social media, if you need to take a break from listening to my podcasts, I totally understand. I've been there. I get it. This is me telling you it is okay. So um, to explain my brief absence of about two and a half months, I am so blessed to say that Words I've said plenty of times over the last couple weeks that just never get old. I'm still in so much shock. I think I tell Drake every night, I'm like, can you believe that we're going to have a baby? Um, But I'm so incredibly blessed and that is not lost on me. We went through hell and back and and will continue to go through hell and back. You know, infertility is something that I will always experience and in this chapter isn't over for me by any means. But that being said, the wait is over. Um the the long road that it took to get here you know, is temporarily over. Um, We put so much of our lives on hold for the past three and a half years. We devoted what felt like every single minute of every single day trying to get to this point. And it is just not lost on me how beyond incredibly blessed we are to finally have our miracle baby. Yes, I am pregnant. I am nine weeks and a few days pregnant, which puts baby keys arriving in February. So we're going to have a little Valentine's baby. Um, Due date is about February 10th. Um, That can change as we continue with our next couple ultrasounds, but right now we're tracking towards February 10th. Um, Wow. You know, it is, it is just so crazy. And I actually sat down today and was like, what did it take to get here? 
you know, I know all of the feelings and the trials and the tribulations and the heartbreak and the tears and the laughter and the learning and every single emotion and thought and feeling that we have had over the last three and a half years. I know what went into it. Drake knows what went into it. But I wanted to kind of like bottle up our experience and be able to say like, this is what it took. And there were some things that I was like really shocked by. And there were some things I was like, huh, you know, it felt like it was a lot longer or it felt like it was a lot more or, you know, it, when you write it down on a piece of paper, it's just so different. So, um, I wrote it down. As you all know, we started trying to conceive in January of 2020. So that was a little over three and a half years ago. We tried for an entire year and didn't get pregnant. Um, Within that first year, we did six rounds of timed intercourse. And that next year, we started on inner, or I'm sorry, acupuncture and started meeting with specialists. After deciding that we wanted to do an HSG, we were told that we would never conceive naturally because both of my tubes were blocked. So that introduced us to IVF. So in terms of trying to conceive, we tried for three and a half years. We did five rounds of testing, which I consider like the HSG part of the test, um, you know, a bunch of different testing I did within IVF, you know, the MNLS, the ERA, all of those different things, different salines on histograms, bunch of stuff like that. Um, so three and a half years of trying, five major rounds of testing, one egg retrieval, which gave us six frozen embryos, five rounds of or I'm sorry, I should say five rounds of IVF, which resulted in four transfers. So we did have one failed or one canceled transfer in between. We had three failed transfers, um, which took our first three embryos. And then we were successful with our fourth transfer. When I looked back at my calendar, there were about 90 doctor's appointments, mainly within the IVF timeframe. So the last almost two years of those 90 doctor's appointments, I estimated that we drew labs at almost all of them. So let's say 80 blood draws. And when we say blood draws, ladies, you all know sometimes at those appointments, you're getting, you know, five, six vials drawn. So let's just say 80 labs and about 70 ultrasounds. I kept most every shot that I did my entire round of IVF. So that is about 229 shots and counting because I am still taking shots every day. In terms of pills, we're talking vitamins and supplements and oral medication and vaginal medication. There's no way I can even begin to count that because we are in the thousands at that point. When I say those things, It's crazy to have this miracle baby. That's a lot. That's a lot over the last three and a half years. That's a lot of appointments. That's a lot of blood being drawn from your body. That's being pricked and prodded and poked and stabbed and a lot of blood and a lot of band-aids and a lot of symptoms and feelings and hormones. And it's a lot, but I would not change a single moment. It's, this isn't the journey I ever thought I would embark on to be a mom. It isn't. Um, I don't think anyone grows up and is like, I can't wait to go through IVF. (laughs) It's not how I saw my life. That's not how I saw, you know, a huge chunk and you know, more years in the future out of me and my husband's marriage. That's not what I envisioned for myself, but it's reality. And seeing those two pink lines on a test, getting the call that you're pregnant, seeing your baby on an ultrasound, 
I would do it all over again in a millisecond. The shots don't matter. The money doesn't matter. The time doesn't matter. It all led me to this perfect point in time. (laughs) That again, we're just so incredibly blessed. There were so many times throughout our journey that we both doubted this. And we have always tried to stay optimistic. We have always tried to stay positive. We've always tried to stay grounded in our faith and just continue to put one foot in front of the other to fight for this moment. And I'm so proud to say we never, (laughs) giving up was not in the cards for us. It was not an option on the table and truly not even a fleeting moment that ever passed, you know, my mind. It didn't. Um, And so I would do it all over again. And those of you in the waiting, I would tell you, keep going. If you can keep going. I hope and pray it will all be worth it for you one day because I'm not, and and I don't want this misconstrued any different way. I am not saying that I am more blessed or I feel any differently about my baby than someone else out there that didn't take the same journey that I did. But there is something about waiting and begging on your knees for something. I mean, every day for three and a half years, pleading and begging with God to give me this chance. It is so surreal to be here. And I don't know, had we not gone through these trials and tribulations, I would, I would feel the same amount of appreciation that I do. I would be so blessed. I would be so appreciative, but it's just different. I have literally had blood, sweat, tears, thousands of dollars, time taken from me, heartbreak, sitting in the darkness at two, three, four in the morning, laying awake, just talking to God and wondering, will this ever happen for me? It is a different feeling on the other side when when it does, when it does happen. And that is what I will forever, 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 forever will be blessed for. And whether you are spiritual, whether you are faithful or believe in anything, I will tell you that we owe this all to God. We do. He gave us the science to be able to do this. He gave us the means to be able to do this. He gave us the heart and the resistance to continue going when we truly were like, is this the right path for us? Is this going to happen for us? Are we just doing this blindly? That is something that I am so sure of. So all of that to say, our fourth transfer was successful and it was Very interesting leading up to our fourth transfer. And that is a story I will share with you all one day. But right now, I don't know that that I'm ready to share those things. So I'm just going to start with how we got pregnant, um, how pregnancy is is going so far, and and kind of what to expect moving forward. Because a lot of people who I've told, one of the first things they ask me is, what about your podcast? So I won't leave you guys hanging. Um, so let's talk about this transfer. So we started, um, the process in end of April, um, beginning of May, we started this cycle and this was our fifth round and our fourth transfer. This transfer was coming right off the tail end of my surgery where both of my tubes were removed. Going into that surgery, you know, not only is it scary being put under, but we were removing my tubes. And if you haven't heard, I have all I have recorded an episode on the surgery and my thoughts, my feelings, and the outcome. You know, going into that surgery, both my tubes were blocked. And I was told I would never conceive naturally. So 
it wasn't like we were removing something that was working for me. But as I shared in in the last episode, you know, it was removing a hope. I have heard stories of so many women being told, oh, my tubes were blocked and then they magically get pregnant. And I had held that hope in a teeny tiny box in the back of my brain. And every so often I would wonder like, well, what if? So that's what was taken from me in that surgery. We went into that surgery. We removed both tubes, which were confirmed to be leaking back into my uterus. Um, All of my tubes, so both tubes, were covered in scarring. We removed all of the scarring, cleaned up that area, and then we also did a DNC just to make sure I had the freshest lining for my next transfer. The only difference going into this round of IVF is that I added in the medicine, no, I'm sorry, Neupogen, N-E-U-P-O-G-E-N. Now, this is a medicine that is commonly used for cancer patients. Um, It is just one shot, one dose. It's very expensive, but it helps regenerate white blood cells. And so after having that surgery, after having my uterus scraped clean with the DNC, we thought that um, along with my medicine, I also did two rounds of PRP, which I had done in my third transfer. Um, and that Neupogen, it would give the most nutrient-rich and the best environment for an embryo to be transferred into. So, you know, the transfer day comes and we fly to St. Louis and, you know, I'm nervous. This is the the fourth transfer I've had and the first three failed and we're coming off this surgery and, and I'm just praying to God, like, please let this work because if not, I'm going to feel like that surgery was not worth it. I'm going to feel like we removed these tubes and nothing came from it. So we go into the transfer and, you know, this day was just so calm. We fly to St. Louis early in the morning. We go to breakfast. We played top golf. We drove around. We hung out. Um, we went into the transfer. And the first thing the embryologist said when she came in is she said, I thought I had seen the best embryo of the day until I saw this. And in my head, I'm like, okay, you're just saying that. You probably say that to everyone that you come into this room Um, because my embryos, my my remaining embryos were were not bad graded, but they weren't greatly graded. You know, they they were all four BBs. And so I'm like, I don't know. They give you this printout of the embryo before you go into your transfer. And I don't know what I'm looking at. And I'm like, mm, it looks okay to me. Um, and so they do the transfer. And as we're leaving, we're walking down the hallway, we're leaving the clinic and the embryologist comes out of the lab and is running after us. And she's like, I just wanted to tell you, I do not give compliments often. I don't like to get potential parents hopes up, but I want to let you know that that embryo looks really great. It's beautiful. And I think it was probably incorrectly graded. Best of luck. Wish you guys the best, like good luck. And that, you know, that feels good. I'm hoping this embryo takes, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that this is the one and I'm like already so proud of my little embryo. I was tearing up and I was like, wow, our baby's beautiful. Um, and so we leave, we, we went to lunch, we went to a movie, we got on a flight and we came home and, you know, I just hoped and prayed and tried to be as optimistic as I could that this was our time. So my clinic does their betas on day six. So six days post-transfer and day eight, eight days post-transfer. So day five comes, you know, the first day after transfer is what it is. Second day after transfer is what it is. I have no symptoms until day five and day five comes and I feel like I have been hit by a train. I feel like someone has hit me with a freight train and drugged me. That is how tired I was. But I'm taking all of these medicines and these hormones. And so I'm like, you know what? I've had other symptoms in in other rounds. It could just be the medicine. But I've never felt an exhaustion like this. I mean, I remember Drake came home for lunch. 
I was on my lunch break. I was working from home that day. We're standing in the kitchen and he was like, what's wrong? And I just started bawling. And I was like, I am so tired. I need to lay down. I've never felt like this before. And he's like, okay, go lay down. And I'm like, I can't. I have meetings all afternoon. And he's like, okay. (laughs) He's like, I'm not sure what to say. Like, I've never seen my wife cry about being tired. This is so weird. And so we're not trying to look into it. I'm like, you know, it could be from the medicine, whatever. Tomorrow, day six, is my beta. So um, I go in for the blood test and I'm trying to work it around my morning schedule. And I go in around like 10-ish that morning. And I get my blood drawn and I go home and I wait. So I had kind of cleared my afternoon because if you guys have heard previous episodes of mine, I have not been great with timing and I've I just always seemed to like get the call at the wrong time. So I kind of cleared my afternoon. My work knew that I was finding out that day. And so I wanted to make sure I could be present for this. So I remember like 1.30 rolls around, 2 o'clock rolls around. It's getting close to 3. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? So I messaged my coordinator Actually, first, I make a account with Quest Diagnostics, which is who did the labs. I make an account and I'm wondering, will this show me the results? So I was trying to cheat the system. I'm like, I need to know now. And the reason I was in such a hurry is because my clinic closed at 4.30. So I'm like, I need to find out. Like, I cannot wait. So I make an account on Quest and I see pending results have been sent to your doctor. So I'm like, sweating, freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. Someone knows whether this took or didn't. So I reach out to my coordinator via the portal and I'm like, hi, not to be annoying, but have you received my results yet? And she responds back, no. And I'm like, but you have them. I know you do. I see it. And so I'm like, okay, well, will you just let me know when you get them? And I am just like, okay, maybe that prompted her to go look. So I'm sitting at this very desk. I'm like trying to do work so I can like take my mind off things and I get the call from her. And, you know, this is, this is my fourth transfer. I've had three phone calls from three previous transfers where I've been told you are not pregnant. So I answer the phone And I'm like, hello. (laughs) And just bracing myself for impact. Whatever it is, I am just like, we've got this. And I will never remember, I will never forget immediately knowing it was the tone of her voice. Every other call that I've received has just been somber. They're like, hi, Savannah. And she was like, hi, Savannah. And I was like, and the only words that could come out of my mouth were, okay. And she's like, your first beta was 44. And I just started bawling, which look, they work at a fertility clinic. They work with women who have been trying and, and waiting for a long time to get pregnant. I'm sure I am not the only person that has spent like three minutes just sobbing on the phone to her, but I'm hysterically crying. I'm just saying, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and she's like, okay, congrats. Goodbye. And, and I just sat here and I, I bawled and it was like, I was crying so hard but it hadn't like hit me. It hadn't sunk in. And so I remember I was like spinning in my chair, just like crying. And I stopped and I was like, I don't believe her. (laughs) She's lying. And so I run to the bathroom. I've had these pregnancy tests in there for probably over a year now. And I'm like shaking, ripping open the box and, and I pee on the stick and I set it down and standing at my sink and I'm just waiting and I'm like, I recorded myself because I wanted to show Drake afterwards. And, and looking back at the recording, I had said, I had whispered to myself, I I don't think there's enough pee. And the lines popped up. (sighs) 
I've never seen a positive pregnancy test. I never thought I would see a positive pregnancy test. And it was the faintest line. Like, I'm not acting like these were like bright red lines that popped up that was like, (gasps) I, you know, there was like tilting it and like squinting. And I'm like, oh my God, it's there. So then harder crying comes. And I didn't know I can cry this hard, but I am talking like bones shaking, body trembling, crying. And I'm like, how am I going to tell Drake? This is the moment I've waited for, you know, A, to be pregnant, but to share that news with my husband who wants this just as badly as I do. Like, what the heck? Now I have to tell him. So he knew I was going in for my blood test that Wednesday, but I had told him, which isn't a lie. My clinic typically makes you wait until your second blood draw so they can tell you like if it had doubled and you were truly pregnant or not. But we know me. I'm not waiting. I have no patience. And so I was like, I need you guys to tell me day one. I just need to rip the bandaid off. So I had told him I'm waiting till Friday, which would be my second beta to find out. So I call him and I'm like, hey, what's up? What are you doing? What do you want to do tonight? About what time do you think you'll be home? Not gave it away. It didn't fully give it away, but he was like, that's weird. She like never calls me in the middle of the day, which it was like three. Um, And is like, what time are you going to be home? And so he had a tiny inkling. And I'll never forget what happened next. You know, I... You, you think you dream of telling your spouse that you're pregnant. And I had always known that I wanted it to be super special. And our first round of IVF, I ordered like these little keys, like the baby teething keys, a ring of them and had it say like baby keys coming soon. I had ordered this card that said like, only the best of husbands turn into dads. Um, I had ordered this little stuffed animal. I had had this little onesie that said, hey, dad. You know, I had I had all these things. Well, round one came and failed. So then round two, you know, I've shared before I was in a horrible mindset, so I didn't do anything. Round three failed or got canceled. And round four, which was our third transfer, Uh, We were at a new clinic. I had a new mindset. I was just so excited. So I bought more things. So some of these items that I knew I was going to tell Drake that we were pregnant with had been sitting in my closet since November of 2021. So it was so special to me and so surreal to pull these things out knowing like they've been hidden in plain sight for the past two years. They've just been sitting in our closet in a white box, like underneath my clothes on a shelf. He could have seen them. And so, you know, I just, I took a minute and I really let that soak in. Like, these are things that I've had for years to tell Drake some of the most important news of our life. And so... It was just so great to be able to set that up. As someone that doubted if I would ever be pregnant, that was, that's like a core moment and a core memory for me. So um, then the pacing and the waiting started, you know, because I found out at three, Drake wasn't going to get home till around five. And, um, Drake drives for a living. He does sales. He like goes house. He goes to appointments at people's houses. And so I call him and I'm like, Hey, I'm trying to think about dinner. Like, I know you said you'd be home around five. And he's like, well, I have an appointment in our neighborhood or like right by the house. And so I'm like, Oh, okay. What time will you be home? And he's like, I don't know. It's like literally right next to our house. Well, when he says like, oh, it's by the house, I'm thinking like a couple neighborhoods away, a couple streets away. No, it was literally on the next street over. 
So I am pacing our house, watching his little dot on my location, flipping up. We have a drive. We have a camera in our driveway and I'm watching that because I'm like, if his dot moves and I don't see it, I am going to miss him pulling into the driveway and, and potentially throw this whole thing off. So I set up everything. I have this little like letter board that says we are pregnant. I set up like the onesies, the pregnancy test, like everything I had bought for him on our kitchen island, which when you walk in from the garage door, that is the first thing you see. So for an hour, I am like just going back and forth between driveway camera location, driveway camera location, and I am running myself crazy. So finally his dot starts moving and I'm like, oh my God, this is it. And he pulls into the the driveway. I hear the garage open and then I hear his car on in the garage. And sometimes he'll like pull into the driveway and pull into the garage and sit in his truck and like finish like his paperwork before he comes inside. And so I'm like, okay, he'll be doing that for a couple minutes. Couple minutes pass. And I'm like, oh my God, what is he doing? So I am like, Santa, you can't go out there and peek. You can't keep calling him or he is going to know. He sat out there for almost 27 minutes, you all. When I tell you I'm just standing at the island like this, like I have my phone on a tripod, I have my computer over here recording, and I am just waiting. I am like sweating. I have sweat dripping because I am like, when are you going to walk in? So he finally comes in. And just immediately starts crying. Um, and, you know, it was so great. We we hugged and he's like, <laughs> these are the first words that came out of his mouth. Thank you, Jesus. Holy shit. <laughs> so he was shocked to say the least. You know, he was like, how are you feeling? When did you find out? Tell me everything. And we're talking through it. And he's like, I had a thought, like, you've never asked me what time I'm going to be home, like, in the middle of the day, much less like three or four times. So he's like, I had a thought, but I wasn't sure. So, you know, we sit there, we talk, and I'm like, do you want to go tell your parents? So we go tell his parents, we go tell his brother, we go tell one of my friends. We're like, at this point, I'm like, I want everyone in my life that is important to me to know. So we immediately start planning, like, how are we going to tell these people? Well, as we're on our way to Drake's parents' house to tell them, this is the craziest thing that has ever happened to me in my life. I look into the clouds and I literally see, I will post the picture one day for you guys to see, but in the clouds, it literally looks like a baby, like the silhouette of a baby in the cloud. And I was just like, such a God moment. So that is the story of me finding out. That is the story of me telling Drake. As I mentioned, I am nine weeks and three days pregnant now. So almost out of the first trimester. You know, it has been an interesting couple weeks. We have officially told everyone that is near and dear to our hearts and some we've been able to tell in person and just had some of the best and most heartwarming reactions. I mean, these people, friends and family have been side by side behind us our entire journey. And it was just so great to be able to see people's faces that have cheered you on. And then there are some that we haven't been able to tell in person that we got to call and tell them over the phone. And and, and they were also special. And I'm also so excited to be sharing this with you all as well. You know, before I got pregnant, I always thought I would have like the most blissful cloud nine feeling. And I'm not saying I haven't. I, I want to make it very clear. I have had those moments. But there is this little cloud of infertility that kind of like looms over top and has a little stain on it, you know? Um, One, for so long, I have always had people, I have always had the feeling of when someone gets pregnant and they complain about how horrible they feel or their symptoms or whatever, I have always been the person to say like, 
I would take every symptom in the world. I have been quoted by many people who remind me this on a very common basis that I've begged to God before. Like, I will throw up every single day if you just give me this chance. And I am not going to lie to you. This, these past weeks have been really hard. I have been extremely sick. I have felt horrible. Part of the reason that I have been absent from the podcast the past two and a half months is because I go to work and I come home and there are nights I cry myself to sleep. It is sometimes that rough. I would not trade this for anything. That is not at all what I'm saying. But the first couple weeks, it was a very hard pill for me to swallow because if I complained, I felt guilty. I was like, how can I sit here and complain even though my head is in a toilet and I'm throwing up? I wanted this so bad. And and so it was like this, you feel horrible. You don't want to say you feel horrible because in the back of my mind, I'm like, that was Savannah just a couple weeks ago, wish praying for this. How can I sit here and say I don't feel good? There are millions of women and men out there praying for their chance. How can I sit here and feel I say I don't feel good? And and I had someone tell me like, it's okay to acknowledge those feelings, but it's also okay to like feel your pregnancy. And so it, it's been this like confusing a little bit, bit of like a guilt ridden trip so far because oh, it, it's so weird to explain. And I know someone out there that has been through infertility gets what I'm saying, but but it has not been all sunshines and rainbows. There's the guilt piece of like, okay, I've made this amazing community and now I'm pregnant. Are they all going to, you know, be hurt every time I post something? Are they going to feel jealousy? Are they going to feel madness? Are people going to stop listening to my podcast because I'm pregnant and how inauthentic is it to be pregnant and talk about infertility? And, and you know, also on the other side of it is, You get so much fucking bad news for so long that, yeah, we've been holding our breath. Every week is the longest week. It is a milestone to get to the next week. And it's like, okay, we made it one more week. Every appointment is you're going in there. We're saying a prayer in the parking lot. We're saying a prayer as we wait in the waiting room. We're saying a prayer as we get back into the room before the ultrasound tech comes in. You lay back and, and, and you hold your breath. And so there is a little bit of this infertility cloud looming over. And, and I've had people tell me like, that's not going to go away. And that's okay. That is okay. But pregnancy isn't what I thought it would be so far. It's, it's been really hard and it's been really challenging. And, you know, we had a scare at five weeks that, Whew. It was really hard. I woke up at like 4:45 in the morning to a gush of blood soaking through my underwear, soaking through my pajama pants. I go to the bathroom, I sit down on the toilet and more blood comes out. And I remember screaming for Drake, and I remember the first thing I said is we're losing the baby. And He's like, do not say that. Do not say that. Like your coordinator told you that bleeding was normal in the first trimester, which if my clinic had not given me the heads up that bleeding in IVF pregnancies is extremely common and what to look for and what to worry about, I would have been a bigger mess than I was. But I am talking tears. I am talking the worst thoughts that you thought you can have. You know, I thought I prayed for this baby before I got pregnant. But in that moment, praying to God, please don't take this miracle from me. That was, oh. 
I don't know that I've ever prayed a prayer like that before. That was hard. Cleaning up all the blood, laying in bed, crying. Drake was so amazing to sit there and hold me and console me and tell me everything's going to be okay. And we were so lucky. We were so blessed. The bleeding stopped. Um, it, it didn't go any further than that. But, you know, I have spotted and, and bled almost every week since then. And, and that's what I'm talking about, that little cloud. You have this precious gift and you would do anything in the world to protect it. But no one tells you, no one warns you what it's like that every time that I'm like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom, there's fear. What if I go to the bathroom and what if there's blood? Sit down on the toilet, wipe, check. Every time. If I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, I turn on the light because I want to make sure. If I go to the bathroom at work, I bring my phone because God forbid that's the moment. And it's scary. It's so terrifying. So pregnancy so far hasn't been what I've thought it has been. It has been full of headaches and nausea and very weird things happening to your body and scares and continuous bleeding. And I wouldn't change any of all of that. I wouldn't. We're Again, we're so blessed to be in the position we are. But you see that little baby on the ultrasound. And your world does a 180. It's not just me anymore. It's not just me and Drake anymore. You have this life that we created and we now have to protect. And we have been so lucky being with our IVF clinic that we've got to see our baby at week six, week seven, week eight, week nine. And then this upcoming week, we'll see our baby at week 10. And it is so cool to see that that little tiny miracle that started out at my first ultrasound at three millimeters with a heartbeat of 105 is now an inch long with a heartbeat of 171. And we pray that when we go back this next week, it it continues to grow. And we pray every day for a happy, healthy, full-term pregnancy. This has been a wild ride and I will tell you all that I am still in shock. I am in shock sitting right here saying these words out loud. But everything I have said in today's episode rings true. And as I said in the beginning, I would not trade a single moment for any of it. One thing that people ask when I tell them pregnant, I'm pregnant is what about your podcast? And the podcast isn't going anywhere. And this is a really great question for me to educate people that I didn't just go through infertility for three and a half years and poof, it's gone. I do not have tubes. Me and Drake will forever go through IVF to conceive. God willing, we have a happy, healthy, full-term baby. And when we go to do round two, God willing, we are able to do round two. But that will be with IVF. And because of that, I want to make it very clear that everyday infertility, and the reason I named it everyday infertility is because I consider myself an infertility warrior every day. I considered myself an infertility warrior back in 2020. 
in 2021 when we found out that IVF would be our only route. In 2022, which gave tons of trials and tribulations for us, the day I found out I was pregnant, today, tomorrow, on the day I give birth to my baby, postpartum, years from now, this this is infertility. It's an everyday journey. And, And it's not going to change. Now, the frequency of which I record these podcasts will change. So even prior to pregnancy, recording a podcast every week and getting it ready and releasing it and doing all of the social media stuff, that was a lot for me. Um, Working full time, trying to balance marriage, life, podcast, all of these different things, it was a lot. So as of right now, I think what I'm going to do is bi-weekly episodes and hopefully I can do one episode with just me and then one episode where I am doing an interview. I still want to interview of people from all different backgrounds, all different stories, all different diagnoses. That is still my plan. So I still want to connect with individuals in this community. I still want to bring people on to share their stories so it can help one other person out there. That is not going to change. My passion has not changed. Now that I am back from this hiatus, you can expect bi-weekly episodes. The only thing that I ask for moving forward, and you guys have been great, not one person has been like, where the heck are you, Savannah? What's going on with your podcast? I so appreciate that because there was a lot of guilt weighing on me. If I miss an episode or two, please just give me grace. Sometimes it's work stuff. Sometimes it's life and family things. Lately, it has just been that things have been a little rough for me. But everyday infertility is not going anywhere. We are still trucking forward as a community together. So all of that being said, I cannot thank you guys enough for listening to today's episode, to the last episode that I did, to every episode that has came and gone. This is an episode that I know is going to be hard for someone. And that brings such sadness to me because I've been there. You know, one thing that people would tell me throughout this entire time leading up to this pregnancy is it will happen at the perfect time. It's not your time. It's God's time. The perfect time will come. The perfect time will come. The perfect time will come. And I would just want to scream at them. Because I wanted my perfect time to come one month into trying, one year into trying, two years into trying. I wanted my time to come so badly. But it didn't. And for all of those people that told me your time is coming and when it does, it will be the perfect time. They weren't wrong. And as hard as that is to hear when you are in your waiting, I can tell you sitting here being, have been through heartbreak and just some of the hardest times that we ever have gone through. Me and Drake had a conversation the other day and I said, does this, feel like the right time. And we both agreed that this is the perfect time for us. We could not have thought of a better time for this to happen. And you can't see the future and I can't see the future. It will happen. I I looked back at previous rounds and I was like, well, if this would have happened then, then, you know, we would have been dealing with this and this and this and this and this. Now is like the most peaceful, calm time. And I just laugh. 
at how bitter I was every time I heard that previously. And now I'm like, yeah, it does happen at the right time. Even if that is so hard to see. And there are some of you hearing me right now rolling your eyes. I was there. Trust me. But I hope and I pray for each one of you every night that your time is coming too. You know, this is such an amazing community. And like, I never thought, like I said, I've said it a million times, I truly doubted if I would ever say the words, I'm pregnant. I also didn't have on my bingo card to share this announcement with people that listen to this podcast around the world. And that is not a brag. That is a, my mind is blown that this podcast is streamed in every continent and hundreds of countries. And I have had almost 10,000 downloads. I don't even have that many episodes. I get emails and messages from people around the world who tell me that this podcast has impacted them. And I want each and every one of you to know that if I could give you a hug, I would. I hope and pray and wish and have the same desires on my heart that you all have that you get pregnant and you experience your miracle one day too. And I hope that you have that same peace about the timing that we do. So, woo, most emotional episode so far. Um, so again, thank you guys so much for the support. It means the world to me. Truly. Truly, truly, truly. Um, whew, okay. Let's dry these tears. Um, alrighty. So please like, share, subscribe, follow moving forward. I love when you guys reach out to me and tell me your story. I love learning about everyone's different walks and journeys and paths that they're on. I just love connecting with you guys. So feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Everyday Infertility, or feel free to drop me an email at everydayinfertility at gmail.com. Oh, you guys are just truly the best. I am so, so excited that we have been on this journey together. And I hope that the journey continues and, and you guys support me and little baby keys moving forward. So I love you all. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day.